Hello everyone, uh, thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of my parenting podcast. Today I've got a little bit of a controversial one to talk about and I always like to be as open and honest as possible with you just so that you can get kind of an idea as as to different scenarios that we might face as, as parents and how we might feel about that um, <clears throat> and this one was no different and sometimes so it was a scenario um, on Saturday, Victoria and I were out shopping in an outlet centre, so it's really busy, loads of people around, hustle bustle, shopping and, and all sorts. And we went into a shop and it was pretty crowded. And as we entered, um, and I'll explain obviously more about this once I've explained the scenario, but as we entered, we found ourselves kind of mixed up with quite a lot of people and we couldn't really move through. And over just on the just a little bit over there, a couple of metres away, I noticed that there was a family, mum, dad, three children, girl of about 13, I reckon. And then two boys, one of about 10, one of about eight. Um, and um, the, the two children, so the older girl and, and one of the boys had kind of a little bit of a ruckus with each other. They they'd clearly got themselves into to some kind of um minor battle I would say it wasn't anything huge at all but they were toing and froing over some sweets or something that they had who had one you know like kids do so you've got more don't, I don't want you to have one this that and the other and and it it wasn't explosive or anything but it, it was a to and fro and then um still mixed up with all of these people kind of coming to and fro we just couldn't get into the shop I then noticed dad um just he he, ju he just looked so triggered all of a sudden and you know, it's I always really, really, really try hard not to n not to react. Um, it's not my place to react to people when I'm out. But of course, sometimes when I see different scenarios going on, you can get triggered in your head and think, oh, I could really help you with that. You know, you could do so much better in that situation. But essentially what happened was his dad clearly got triggered. Now, I don't know what happened before. They might have had a real day of it. Um, but anyway, dad suddenly reacted to the older girl and he pushed through, pushed her towards the door and literally got hold of her ear and pushed her ear up and twisted it. And he's just really, in my opinion, really aggressively saying in her ear, get out of the door, get out of the door. And unfortunately, the door, the way he was pushing her against the door, she couldn't get out of the door because it opened inwards, not outwards. And she was trying to say, I can't open the door. Um, and then suddenly he realised that, oh, she's got to open it that way. Um, kept saying, open the door, didn't let go. And then they just disappeared out of the door. Um, and my goodness, Victoria knows in my head, I'm like, I find it incredibly hard not to react because I think, goodness me, there's such a different way that you could um, interact with your child here, you know, and, and uh, respond to her or respond to any child. But he, I don't know, you know, you do. The thing is, like I say, it's very difficult to, to what I have to do in those situations for myself is get back to my own, my own nervous system and bring myself back to calm because I know that I could one, help these people two I don't know the background of what's happened. Um, so you can't really judge someone. Um, but but also the, the repercussion of that, I do know that the 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 negative repercussion for this child in that situation um, would be huge, to be honest. So I just know that there's a different way. And I still get frustrated sometimes to know that there's so much information and so much knowledge out there now about positive parenting and how neg what a negative effect um, power over authoritative 
parenting has on children um and you know it doesn't have to be that way but i think it's going to take a long long time for us to actually change the thinking and change the the idea that you don't need to punish children you don't need to tell them off you do need to work with them and of course the scenario really is is that if the, these two are having a ruckus it might have been just a good idea to say right guys we're going to stop right now we're going to go out of the shop and we're just going to sort this out come on let's go you know it, it's just it's for us to really keep our calm and, and to keep grounded in these situations so I, I find it really difficult when I see these kind of things and you know, I have to really ground myself, move away. It sticks in my head for a little while because I think, what's the repercussion for that child? Um, and, and at the end of the day, a defenceless child who can't defend themselves in these scenarios, um, which is incredibly hard for them because there's no there's nowhere for them to exert their energy. She was clearly upset about, in her mind, what was going on between the ruckus with her and her brother. And it just probably needed a very quick conversation just to sort things out, just to see things from both sides of the story there and just move out of the shop. You know, I can understand that everybody's kind of emotional balance is is out and you know, we as human beings, we're we're going to get frayed and, you know, triggered and all of that. But it really is our responsibility as a parent to understand where we get triggered and how we step back. Pretty similar to how I got triggered, really watching this situation. I know that I couldn't really step in. It's not my place to step in. And of course, you know, if the guy is pretty aggressive, he's soon going to tell me where to go at the end of the day. So um, it's not my place. And I have to really take a step back and and settle back into my own car, my own nervous system um, and, and go back into the green so that I can feel comfortable moving forward. Um, but you see so many scenarios like this when you're out. It's like um, when you're really tuned into this you just see it everywhere when you tuned into positive parenting and realize that you can work with your children that yes it's not about giving in it's not about allowing them to have a, a tussle with each other but but actually feeling into what's going on for you at this point let's take the situation somewhere quieter so that everybody can feel a little bit calm because you know when i when i think of the bigger picture here where, where i always go with this sort of thing is we don't treat another adult like that at the end of the day. You know, if we're an employer um, or we've got work colleagues, you know, I on a regular basis, I'm triggered by things that go on at work. But do I react to people in a way where I'd go up to them, tell them what I think of them, tell them to get out, pull them by the ear? I mean, you'd, you'd be up for, you know, disciplinary at that point. It just wouldn't happen if you were an adult. I wouldn't be able to. And I look at these different scenarios and think, would you behave like that if you were with another adult? Would it be okay if that guy had done that to his wife? Would people have said something in in public if he had got hold of his wife by the ear, pushed her out of the door? Would somebody have stepped in and said that was domestic abuse? Would somebody have had the confidence to say, look, mate, you shouldn't be really treating anyone like this. But how comes it seems to be still okay that we treat our children like this? That, oh, they must be little buggers or, you know, that they they need to be told off or uh, it, it just seems to be normalised and the norm that this is OK to do to children. But of course, when you're a child, there's no way that you're going to have the confidence, the resilience, the physical confidence um, and strength and well-being to actually step up and say, no, please don't treat me like that. This is not OK. Fair enough. You can 
tell me if we if you need to teach me or guide me or show me but please don't treat me like that it's not going to happen so where does a child go with this but you would do that as an adult you know if your partner suddenly grabbed you by the ear and started forcing you at the door you say just what are you doing this is not okay don't treat me like this and of course most of the time that that just wouldn't happen um but as children children just have to absorb that they just have to accept that um and you know because they've got such a developing brain right now it all it says is in their little brains is i must be bad and wrong you're cross with me i must have done something bad and wrong therefore i must change my behavior to suit your needs and that's not right that is not right at all because it's our responsibility as the confident um emotionally intelligent adult to step back review the situation and it's hard don't get me wrong it's really really hard sometimes when you're triggered to do that and if you're tired you've been out shopping you've got to get xyz you know i get it i do get it but it's still not your child's responsibility to absorb and take on your emotional dysregulation just because you're triggered in the situation and just because you're the adult that's not okay it's for you to step back assess the situation and decide how we can move forward with this so that we work together because it is all about working together because i guarantee whatever went on in that that girl's head that little girl's head about 12 13 i reckon it creates a scenario where she's not going to trust the relationship with her parents she's not going to trust the fact that she can behave in any way she needs to behave knowing that someone's there gonna gonna be there to to have her back and help her out you know because for whatever reason they had this ruckus between the two of them she was dysregulated he was dysregulated but nobody considered that in this situation nobody said what's going on for you can i help you we have to be behavior detectives in these sort of scenarios and and just assume that the child is trying to meet an, an unmet need but in, in these scenarios, when children are just then told off, and, and I think in public, that was embarrassing for her. She would have lost confidence. She would have lost self-esteem. She doesn't trust the relationship. Um, and as she grows up, there's going to be times where she's going to want to come and tell her parents things, you know, especially as they get into teenagehood. And there's all sorts of different scenarios and, you know, upsets between um you know friendships and bullying and drugs and alcohol and you know all of those things that that children naturally are exposed to and online stuff you know ugh, it's just there's just so much for them to deal with what you really want to create as as a supporting adult is a is a real safe harbor for your children so that you can let them go they've got to explore teenagehood at the end of the day and that they'll be exposed to all sorts of different things but you want to make sure that you're creating a scenario that they feel confident and comfortable to come back to you and tell you what's going on but if, you, if you're going to behave like this around your children and, and be aggressive like this guy is what will happen is this this girl will be subconsciously thinking you're right i'm wrong therefore we're not going to behave like the brain will be thinking i'm not going to be I won't behave like that again therefore i won't put myself in that situation therefore i won't be able to go and ask you for help i won't be able to express my needs as i've just done with my brother because the reaction is i get told off so i won't go there again 
So in any situation, potentially, that she feels that she's going to have a ruckus with somebody or, you know, an interaction that might not be going somewhere, an argument or whatever, maybe the last person she goes back to is her dad. And that's really sad and that's really scary. And that's something that, that we really must change as parents. Um, it's really creating this this safe harbour. And that comes from such an early age. We're not talking teenagehood at this point. I'm, I'm working with a mummy at the moment that I had exactly the same conversation with the other day. You know, you create a safe harbour um, right from the word go. You've got to say sometimes, uh, no, I get it. Of course, you've got to say no sometimes because the bigger picture is you are the more experienced adult and you do understand things in life that can and can't happen. And sometimes the answer is no, we can't do that. But the repercussion and the support you then give your child is to help them through those emotions when they're going, no, having a tantrum, having a meltdown, shouting at you, screaming at you, whatever. You do not mirror their behaviour at this point. You have to find the strength to step back and and ground into and anchor into um, your own security and your own um, emotional well-being to say, right, I can deal with this. I can support my child through this. And I love them unconditionally. It doesn't matter how they behave. I love them unconditionally because we have to accept that their brain is wired in a different way to us at the moment. They're sub that you know subconscious brain is taking on learning understanding how life works and their flight or fight amygdala part of their brain is completely fully formed so their prefrontal cortex is developing right through until they're 23 and some say now 30 um so they have a long long way to go and i think we have to we have to ground in we have to understand our own emotions we have to fill our own emotional bucket up first so that we can be stronger than our children to be strong for them so that we don't mirror their behavior so that we don't trigger very often so that we can provide this safe harbor for them to come back to because we always want to create a scenario that they come back to that they feel safe and secure in our um in our presence, in our parenting, in our being, in our, you know, just everything around us, we have to create that safe place for them to come back to. And if we're not able to control our emotional feelings and, if and, and you know, triggers, then we're not going to create that for our children. And, and I feel that potentially that's where that dad was going. And, you know, this is this is why we need to keep getting out there and why we need to keep doing and certainly I need to keep doing podcasts like this so that we can really understand our role as the parent. There are three fundamental areas that I cover when I talk about, you know, when I support parents. And one, first and foremost, you need to focus on yourself. That's so, so important. Your emotional well-being has to come top. And so many people I speak to say, I'll sort the children out, then I'll sort myself out. It doesn't work like that. You've got to you've got to focus on yourself first. You have to keep yourself well. You have to make sure you have time for yourself. There is no no wrong in making sure you have time to be an adult and be who you are and not forget who you are. That's really important in this parenting journey and loads, loads more that we cover. You then have to find out about your developing child. It's it's not an easy job, this parenting arc. We know that. 
but it is our responsibility to understand our child and that's not just knowing our child and knowing how they like to be loved and how they go to bed and when they when they get the hump and when they what they like doing at the weekend i'm talking about brain development really understanding why a child behaves the way they do why a child gets triggered and why they don't mean any of that towards you and what happens when we don't have the correct input for them when we don't give them that safe um emotional haven for them to come back to we really have to understand their brain development um right the way through until they're a young adult really because you have very very different scenarios as as they're growing up um and then of course you have to have some really good strategies under your belt to really understand how to hold your child's um emotional well-being when you need to say no understanding about leadership um, and management really understand how to manage your child and lead your child how to interact with them then when times get tough how to negotiate with them how to set rules up how to set boundaries up they're all really really effective um, strategies to actually help you in your parenting journey so they're the three things that I always focus on Um, but yeah so it was a it was a really it took all of my being to not say anything i'll be honest with you because it's not my place i don't know the bigger picture it's not good to judge anyone because this parenting journey is tough but i i kind of think there's no excuse these days really for understanding stepping back understanding yourself understanding your child development and understanding some really having some really good parenting strategies under your belt so um that's what i wanted to share with you today let me know what you think, um, because as I say, it's quite controversial. We we do hear, we do see and hear these things happen all the time. And, you know, sometimes when you're not in the know, I see people that judge. So this guy could have been, somebody could have thought, mm, you're being way too hard. And somebody else could be thinking, well, child deserved it. You know, no child deserves that. End of. No child deserves that kind of interaction. Um, and it, it's very, very difficult on the outside looking in. Um, especially with what I know and having been in the business for such a long time and really understanding child development the way I do. And my mission really, as you know, is to get out there and help you with this. Um, I really want to be breaking down these barriers on asking for help. Um, It's just it's beginning to happen. And the transformation we have when I work with parents is unbelievable. And it is very, it's a very simple concept, but it, it's like anything. You, it's a new habit. You've got to work hard to get these new habits in. Um, but it's really, really worthwhile. And just, as I say, breaking down those barriers in people thinking that you're on your own. Other people are getting it right. You're not getting it right. It's OK to ask for help. And I will keep saying that it's OK to ask for help. There's no shame in it. There's no judgment in it. And you know, at the end of the day, you didn't train to be a brain surgeon when you had children. And at the end of the day, you're looking after the most precious brain there is out there. It's your child's brain. So isn't it worthwhile then working out and looking and learning about brain development for your child? Very, very simple strategies. Nothing, nothing too strenuous. Very, very simple things I go through. But really, they really transform how you interact with your child on different levels you know, and and especially in tough times when you feel triggered and they're certainly triggered, learning how to interact with your child at that point is a complete game changer. 
so if you're if you're interested you know contact me let me know uh, follow me on instagram and there's lots and lots of different things um that i'll be sharing and sharing with you so i, I hope that's been helpful just to kind of look at those that scenario really it's really been on my mind all weekend just to share this with you and um hopefully you find it interesting and and maybe maybe it helps you just look at a few things maybe when you're triggered and how you can refocus that and, and kind of reorganize that in your head so that's what i've got for you today uh thanks very much for joining me and i will speak to you soon